The following recording is the personal opinions of Dr. Bradley Coverdale, and do not in any way, shape, or form reflect the opinions of any of his former, current, or future employers. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Data Informed Campus, insights for higher ed leaders and those who support them. I'm your host, Bradley Coverdale. First off, a huge thanks to all of you who encouraged me during the announcement on LinkedIn and your willingness to share this podcast with others who may find it useful. For those I don't know, I look forward to connecting with you through LinkedIn, or you can feel free to email me at bcdatainsights at gmail.com. So what is this podcast about anyway? Well, this podcast will highlight different challenges I face with providing insights to leaders and some of the solutions I've implemented while trying to promote data maturity. Data is only as good as its usability, and my goal is that some of these solutions may be helpful to increase data-informed decision-making at your campuses or organizations. After years of navigating through these challenges and crafting solutions, my journey in data and leadership across diverse educational settings has deeply informed my approach. I bring over 15 years of experience, including significant roles at the Department of Education, various nonprofits, policy think tanks, and community colleges. Currently, I provide actionable insights to a state university primarily focused on online education as a senior business intelligence analyst. Each of these experiences has helped shape my passion for student success and sharing data insights, which brings me to the topic of today's episode. So when people ask about my background, I often feel the need to share the entire journey to give a complete picture. So in this first episode, I'm going to do just that. Let's explore how a son of a blue collar worker found his way to providing data insights at a global institution, impacting the lives of thousands of students and helping them realize their dreams, much like I realized mine. One of the most prominent aspects of my identity is that I'm the first to attend and graduate with not only a bachelor's degree, but also a master's and a doctorate. This journey began with my family support and their own stories. My father, the youngest of four, raised solely by his mother from age 13, didn't have an easy start. He trained as a welder, but ended up working at Smuckers for 30 years. Often doing do double overtime to provide for our family, he ensured we never lacked anything, despite his own doubts about his leadership skills due to his aversion to reading and writing. He taught me to appreciate the value of money, to always have a plan B, and how to support your organization. When I worked at Best Buy as a member of the Geek Squad, he switched to buying all of his electronics there. My mother, a dedicated homemaker and volunteer, played a pivotal role in my early life. She left her job in retail to raise me and my sister, supporting us in our school and activities, including being a room mother, a Cub Scout den leader, and a 4-H advisor. Everyone knew they could turn to her when they needed help. She instilled in me to always do what I could to help others with their problems. Growing up, the expectation was clear. I was headed to college. As a first-gen student, this came with its own set of pressures. The drive for perfection, the spirit of competition, and a quest for identity. Ever since I was five, I was set on becoming a doctor, fully embracing the idea of helping kids get better. That all began to change the day I received my first personal computer, a Commodore 64128 with Windows 3.1. My fascination with technology opened up the world of medical technology to me, blending my interests of medicine and tech. Going into medicine became part of my identity. I was all set with my plan as a freshman in high school. 
However, as a first-generation student, I knew that finances were a major concern. My parents made it clear I needed to get straight A's to earn scholarships, so my life was dominated by the ambition to become valedictorian. I was crushed after my freshman year when I received a B in advanced algebra. My dreams of being first in my class were shattered before I even got started. I had to learn the hard truth that achieving my dreams would require finding alternative paths beyond just holding a prestigious title. This career trajectory seemed set until a pivotal experience at an upward bound math and science summer camp my junior year of high school. There, a visit to a medical research facility opened my eyes to the intense stress and high stakes involved in medical work. The thought of the potential consequences of making a miscalculation and impacting someone's livelihood were overwhelming. Looking at alternative careers where I could still help others, I switched to psychology because I was told I was good at listening and solving problems. My backup plan was computer science. However, by the time I finished at Messiah, my path had shifted. I moved away from psychology and completed a degree in computer science and business administration instead. This wasn't a huge surprise. I'm naturally inclined towards computers and new technology. Even during my college interview with my psychology chair, I ended up troubleshooting a way for his son to play an online game. It was moments like these that highlighted my natural inclination toward technology. I was still planning on helping people. It would now be through computers instead. When I graduated, I found myself equipped with the skill I hadn't fully realized I was developing, the art of being an intermediary. I gained enough tech know-how to grasp the technical requirements and results, but at the same time, I'd honed my communication skills to really get what business stakeholders needed. This ability to play translator between the tech and business worlds turned out to be incredibly valuable, the skill I lean on all the time and use every day didn't help that my pursuit for perfection caused me to have trouble making friends. Looking back, I realized I would try and be the leader of every extracurricular I was in so that I would know what was going on and feel included. I just wanted to fit in and be invited to the group based on who I was or my achievements, rather than inserting myself into groups that were already created. This feeling still carries to this day at work and conference functions. Most of the time, I get to know people through working in small groups or hosting board game nights. After graduating from Messiah, I returned home and joined the Geek Squad at Best Buy, using the time to contemplate my next career move. Eventually, I decided I wanted to teach computer skills to children in urban areas or overseas, but I lacked formal teaching experience. To bridge this gap, I turned to substitute teaching and tutoring for my former Upper Bound chapter, the same program that significantly influenced my own academic path. Quickly, my role with Upward Bound evolved from tutor to summer camp resident advisor, and eventually to academic advisor. I was deeply involved in crafting workshops and programs that guided students throughout their educational journey, from choosing a major and applying for college to understanding financial aid and securing internships. However, working in a federally funded program like Upward Bound came with its own challenges, especially around program evaluation. One design required recruiting double the number of students, randomly denying half of them access to our resources while subjecting them to a study. The memory of informing hopeful students and their trusting parents around this harsh reality was a turning point for me and underscored the ethical complexities in educational program evaluation. This experience had resolved my resolve to utilize my analytical skills to devise better, more ethical evaluation methods that wouldn't compromise the welfare of potential participants. It was clear that my journey in data-driven educational support was just beginning. 
Driven by a need to learn more effective evaluation methods, I enrolled in graduate school. Because I was an Ohio State University employee, I was able to take courses as part of my benefits as long as I was willing to drive 100 miles a day to and from campus and the high schools I worked at. I initially managed both roles. However, as my course schedule shifted to early afternoons, I made the tough decision to step down as an academic advisor to focus on my studies. Completing my master's degree ignited a deeper curiosity in me. I was particularly intrigued by the potential of value-added modeling to measure individual student growth. This led me to pursue a doctoral program aiming to strengthen my skills in statistics and evaluation to better support educational programs in securing funding and aiding student success. My doctoral journey includes several internships that profoundly influenced my research and approach. At the Department of Education, I was involved in critiquing the evaluation studies of Upward Bound, playing a key role in ensuring fairness and equity for all participants. This experience sharpened my understanding of nuances in educational program evaluation and the importance of equitable treatment. Yet, one of the most significant experiences in my career was my time at Education Trust. It was my first opportunity to understand how accurate and impactful data could guide leadership decisions, especially those affecting public policies. I came across an eye-opening report that highlighted the significant gap of college completion rates between white students and students of color, and that several of the top five schools on the list were where my students were attending. Seeing those results stopped me in my tracks. What was the point of working so hard to get these kids into colleges if they didn't have the supports they needed to make it through and succeed? This realization was a turning point. I knew I had to shift from college access to understanding what were the challenges that prevented student success. These experiences showed me the value of data insights, how they could be the voice of the students who couldn't directly influence leadership decisions on their own. Landing my first analytics role was a bit like stepping into a new chapter. For the first time in a while, I was diving into individual student data again, and it felt significantly different from the aggregate data I've been working with before. There's something about individual data that makes it feel more tangible, more connected to real stories and lives. This role wasn't just about data analysis, it was also about transformation. We were moving from relying heavily on Excel spreadsheets, which had been the backbone of our work, to adopting a more sophisticated business intelligence system. It wasn't just a technical upgrade, it enhanced how we interacted with and understood the data. But perhaps the most intriguing part of this role was the shift in perspective. Instead of focusing on single studies, I was now addressing the needs and questions of various stakeholders throughout the institution. It was a challenge that required not just analytical skills, but a deep understanding of different needs and contexts. My subsequent move to assessment deepened my understanding of the promises educational institutions made to their students. I began to critically examine program descriptions and course catalogs, questioning how effectively they delivered on their promises of skill development. This role highlighted the critical importance of subject matter experts in assessing whether students truly acquired the skills promised by their programs, as opposed to relying on third-party evaluations that might lack contextual understanding. One of my key projects in this role involved analyzing student course participation. I was trying to find trends that would highlight potential areas that might need additional support to improve student success. I started to hear that other institutions were using data science methods to identify these insights, and I wanted to learn as much as I could about how these could be applicable to our own students. I became excited about how we could use this data to not only understand where students are currently, but also predict what they may need before they even enter the classroom. 
Little did I know that passion would set me up for the next step in my career. Seven years ago, I embraced a new challenge by joining my current institution. Known for its commitment to be data-driven and continuously evolving to meet the needs of students where they are. This position gave me access to the largest data set I'd ever worked with, leading to an array of diverse and impactful projects. In this role, my analytical skills had grown significantly. I become a go-to source for meaningful insights for our leadership, playing a crucial role in decision-making processes. This journey had been more than just data analysis, been about ensuring our leaders having the right information to support student success. Working with this extensive data hadn't just honed my technical skills, it deepened my understanding of the nuances and complexities surrounding student success. Every day in this role brings new challenges and opportunities, pushing me to continually innovate and find new ways to enhance the educational experience through data. Today, I find myself deeply honored by the continued investment and trust that leadership places in me. My role has evolved from creating data for reports to leading cross-departmental committees and spearheading university-wide initiatives. Each project I undertake further solidifies my credibility, not only in the quality of the products and insights I deliver, but also in the trust I've cultivated across the institution. My colleagues recognize my dedication to excellence in every task I handle. They are the experts in their respective fields, and I see my role as the storyteller who guides them with the narratives revealed by the data. It's a responsibility I take seriously, ensuring that each analysis and insight I provide is not just a mere presentation of numbers, but a meaningful story that informs and enlightens. This journey in data analytics has been more than just a professional path. It's been a journey of building lasting relationships and trust through the power of data-driven storytelling. So that's a glimpse into my story and the reasons behind my passion for providing data insights on the student journey. In TRIO, the parent organization of Upper Bound, we have a saying, to lift as we climb. And I'm trying to do my part to do just that. I hope you found this episode both enjoyable and insightful. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What ignites your passion? What drives you in your role? Feel free to share your thoughts by connecting with me on LinkedIn or drop me an email at bcdatainsights at gmail.com. Next week, we'll dive into the art and importance of asking good questions. It's a fundamental aspect of deriving meaningful insights from data, and I'm excited to share my experience and perspectives on this topic, so make sure to tune in. Thank you for listening, and remember, every data point helps to shape the story of a data-informed campus.